Thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, this is the, um, we have uh, uh, April 14th, 2022 school committee meeting. Um, and we just returned from executive session to discuss issues under purpose three, to discuss uh, issues related to collective bargaining or litigation if an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on the bargaining or litigation or litigating position of the public body. And that is pertaining to the Menfield Teachers Association, Unit A and B. Um, so I will now call to order this uh, April 14th, 2022 regular session, beginning with a roll call. Start there. Michelle Kirkby, present. Michelle Kirkby. Anna Mayo Shaper, here. And Jessica Riley, here. Um, this meeting is being recorded and will be posted to the Medfield TV YouTube channel. Um, which means at this point, we will move on to public input. So citizens at this time may address the committee on items of school business, not on this evening's agenda. The committee will take such items under advisement without action or discussion at this time at the meeting at which the item is presented. All comments will be taken in person and limited to three minutes. And please state your name and address for the public record. You can approach the podium. Anybody has public input for this one? Actually, we got plenty. We have plenty of opportunities. Thank you. We have uh, one audience member. Okay. And the next item on the agenda is to approve and retain the executive session minutes for March 18th, 2022, and March 24th, 2022. Uh, I will make a motion to approve those. Do I have a second? Second. All right. And uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. And do I have any nays or do I have any abstentions? I abstain. Okay. Michelle, you abstain uh, because this is your first Correct. Um, go around. So you were not in the executive session. You could attest to that. Okay. So the motion passes unanimously or uh, with two yays and uh, one abstention. Now, do I hear a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes for March 24th, 2022? I will forward that motion. Do I have a second? Second, Anna May. Okay, Anna May, second. Uh, do I hear all in favor? Aye. Aye. And uh, do I hear any abstentions? Michelle Kirkby. Michelle Kirkby. So not here for that particular day. Thank you. So the motion passes uh, with two yeas and one abstention. All right, that's the first part of that business. Um, so we're going on to new business at this point, and this is the student activity account transfer. So Dr. Thank Marston, would you like to go Thank you, Madam Chair. So Michael will present some adjustments to, um, he'd like to make with inactive student activity accounts to in order to zero out the balance of the category. So I know Michael has information on that. Okay, Michael, if you'd like to. Michael, Francesco will approach the podium. It is very far away. Michael, do you want to scooch that sure. kind of out in Siberia? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. So this is the high school student activity account. Dark, uh, I should say Robert Arga, our high school principal, uh, worked with 
a few advisors uh, that oversee the student activity account and um, they want to make some, um, they want to clean up the account. So we do have some accounts that are considered dead accounts, which means those accounts are no longer um, in use. So they want to take those, um, the dollar amount that are in those accounts and move them over to um, some other accounts such as um, student enrichment or the, um, the lit magazine. So they just wanna move money from one account into the other account. They had to get permission from all the different um, advisors that oversee those accounts. They did get permission. Um, they put together the schedule and then the schedule goes to our school committee for final uh, approval. Okay. And um, do you have any particular questions about this? It's essentially moving money uh, from accounts that simply have been kind of laying dormant and putting that money to work for kids who are here now mm -hmm. and being able to support their activities sure. in um, current. And it's well documented. I mean, you've got the yeah. emails here to say where it's going from, why it's going. Is there Follow up. Okay. That works. Uh, anything else to say about that, Dr. Marston, or any other questions? It's a relatively simple transaction. It's yes. done this before. It's, it's more about making sure that our money is going where it's supposed to. Um, do I have any public input on this? Okay. Uh, then do I hear a motion to approve the student account transfer as outlined by Mr. LaFrancesca? So moved by Anna May. Do I hear a second? Second. And second by Michelle Kirkby. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, All right. Um, Dr. Morrison. <laughs> Maybe this is the other item since posting. On I'm asking me to redo their. Okay. Well, then that's really probably not part of school community business. So, do we have any other items since posting on April 12th? I do not, discuss? Madam Chair. Okay. Then we will move on to kind of the meteor part of the meeting tonight, which is the fiscal year 23 budget update under old business. So, uh, Michael or Dr. Marshall, would you like to present on that? Sure. So, um, as a, after our last meeting, uh, there have been no changes since the, our, you, you folks revoted the FY23 budget. Mm -hmm. um, that number has gone to print for the town warrant and hopefully be passing at a May 2nd meeting. So absolutely no changes uh, going forward at all. All right. Sounds good. Do I have any public input on that? No? Okay. Then I think the next thing that we move on to is the elementary school project listening session and uh, the feedback discussion that we would like to have here. Um, we will also be talking about uh, next steps and potentially voting on the, uh, um, I'm sorry, the SOI, which is the uh, letter of interest to the MSBA. Um, so does anyone here want to talk about things that they heard uh, their feelings about next steps, where you agreed, things that you're not quite, uh, you'd like to kind of flesh out a little bit before, you know, the school building committee kind of comes online, whoever they may be. Um, that's a Warren article that's coming up. Right. Uh, 
at the next town meeting, which is on April. I'm yeah, sorry. and I saw that the so the language the language yeah, yeah thank you yeah i suppose um i was most grateful that stephen callahan brought up that whomever is hired to be the opm you know is someone really taking on that communications Absolutely. piece with experience the listening session you know just kind of the package right so that they know this right. and they know how to do this and it's not piecemealing Right. Well, and also there's a, I think that that was an overarching concern. Anytime that I heard anybody talk about anything, really what they were talking about is how do you get communication that is uh, universally understood and trusted as a source or as much as you can be in terms of consensus? How do you get that into the community where they under, mm -hmm. where the community will understand that they can have uh, feedback loop it's not simply putting out information but putting out information that then you can feed back in without exhausting committee yeah. members too yeah. i mean i you know a school building committee is not a small undertaking to have to do these kind of like administrative you know things that you're literally teaching yourself a new skill yeah. each and every day when there is no you know there's no paper of record there's nothing anymore so how do we get scientifically real data how do we get information out there right I think just, that's really just to that point madam chair i would say that animate her proved an unbelievable astounding job unbelievable yeah. and the amount of time Absolutely. and effort that yeah. they did to it do was that and, you know, and should not be asked of a committee no. you did fantastically well i would look at our neighboring communities that are that get into the project similar time frame of ours in their budget they put a pr person mm -hmm. you know, which we didn't do I second that idea, just the amount of work that I feel like I did advocating for the new school and understanding that you are constantly battling a false narrative on every front. So when we're talking about trusted sources, like there were trusted sources, but there was so much back and forth on if you could trust the source and there needs to be a way for us to hire like a third party or some semblance of making sure that the information going out is, I don't know. Some, some a better way to battle the false narrative, I guess. And also that it's, um, you know, I mean, the committee itself is enormously transparent. How are you able to, um, how are you able to demonstrate transparency when the amount of data that comes out of any one meeting, the amount of information that is packaged into like, any of the things that are required to do a building when you do not have familiarity with building a building or understand where your touch points are and i think that was another valuable part of the discussion was about touch points yeah and i like you know mutually just mutually agreed upon touch points yeah. too i think will be a very important thing going um, forward for for everyone when robert i think was talking and tim kind of piggybacked off the idea of having milestones like mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the, the ability to get buy-in from the community at different points in time I feel like that was done to an extent last time, but I think people didn't realize it till too late that they should have been paying attention and participating. So if there's a better way to add those, I don't know, like buy-in points, then I guess almost mm -hmm. to like help people understand. How do we ring the bell so kind that of, everybody knows when, that? And you I'm know, wondering we're that's too when you pick some of those more controversial things like site selection. <laughs> like, right. um, 
like how is that conversation going to go and like you, i think you do almost have to think about like who's showing up who's participating and what are we looking at in that mm -hmm. space so but i like how gus ended it in terms of yeah. we, we want a school right. we want a school we yeah. want a school and we're ready to move forward right and i think there are lots of lessons learned i think we're hopefully intending to go into this with open hearts open minds to really get a new school Absolutely. for these families yeah no, and I think that the, all of the, and like I said, from any any point of view that I heard that night, whether I knew that the person in front of me had not been in favor or <laughs> that they had been in favor, um, I felt it was really this theme of how do we help everyone come along when you're immersed in it up to your ears? How do we help people understand what's happening so that they have a chance to have that same feedback loop? And I think that's really important. I think that's probably the biggest thing that came out of it. Not that it wasn't done. It's that having we broadcast it farther, wider in a way that people know, yeah. pay attention. And I do think that that's, you know, that's about resources. Yeah, honestly, it's truly about resources. Yeah. I did like the conversation too, and I was just an observer. I wasn't mm -hmm. up with you folks, but um, the conversation around, you know, we we were able to get the communication out to the parents really quickly. Yeah. And how can the town participate in that so that people that don't have kids in the school anymore can get that information? I know we tried to do that with press releases and patch and all that kind of thing, but I think sometimes a nice direct email to folks might you know, allow them to take a look at the information right on their computer screen or their phone whenever they want to do that. So um, somehow harness a way that the town can participate in that communication piece as well would be really good. I think. That would be we can figure out, yeah. Because who has a dog in town? I think we can pretty much and figure out what the job is. Yeah. I assume that we could probably do an opt-in. Right, but then if you're opt-in and it's coming from the town, you're helping people not have to sign up for 18 different places to get their information, right. and then the information may, might not align. Right, like if that if the town is the trusted source, and we can get people who don't have kids in the system to be opting in. Yeah. I think that's a that sounds like a good path to be exploring. Yeah. yeah. So I think those are conversations that we'll have to have with the select board. Yeah. And not currently select board, that's going to be select board. And um, I just keep calling the select board, but I realize it's not the right name yet. Um, but those are conversations that we'll have to have as as citizens ourselves. Yeah. You know, and as committee members to be able to make this a successful venture, I think. Um, so, uh, and then I do hear, and I understand this, and I am very concerned about this myself, um, is that there is this significant concern that the longer we wait, the more it is going to cost for very much less project. Um, and I know that that's extraordinarily frustrating to people who are uh, finance, private finance folks, yeah, yeah. because municipal finance and private finance are, two completely different animals yeah. you can come from one and go directly into another um at the end you know within within private business you can hedge you know you can take out the debt now and then use it later but right that is not the, the way of the world in municipal funds yeah. and so it does end up being a matter of uh measured speed you know, we have to get this done, but we can't just slap something up and hope that it works for 10 years. Because yeah. What a, a waste of all of our resources. I never want to see our town have to go through something quite so contentious again. Um, so, uh, 
anybody else have anything <clears throat> specifically around that? Um, I appreciate the feedback people sent in by the Google form. Yes, I was actually just about to, to mention that. We had about 11 comments on that Google form, unless something came in at five. Um, and, you know, essentially, and they'll be part of the, the public record for this, uh, for this meeting, but essentially they were people from both sides who, who felt like whatever it is that happens, we do need a school. But it was, it, again, it, it ran the wide range yeah. of comments. And still. I would say too, like, I think the thing that I found encouraging as well was it was encouraging was that everyone was able to have a respectful and right. constructive dialogue in regards to like their thoughts and opinions and how to move forward. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling hopeful that we're able to kind of continue to have those conversations to get us all to the new school. And I found that having this kind of reflective uh, document open after a feedback session or yeah. after a meeting on things that are very specifically um, it, important to the town at large or whatever, it, it's very helpful to have that Google Doc. We've used it on a couple of things and it's it's great to get that written yeah. reflection because it's that much easier to kind of digest it. So we did get another one. Oh good. Okay. Okay, great. Then we will put that into uh, what we'll do is put that into a PDF and then use it. Just post that with the document. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the select board will have that as well, you know, to be able to reflect on when they uh, discuss this next as well, and then it'll be open and out there. So um, we should also probably discuss next steps. Um, the next step that we have kind of agreed to, the selectmen have said that they would um, put forth for a vote, and that we feel is important, uh, or at least I do, in terms of um, financially uh, responsible is to submit the SOI. Um, and that at the ATM, uh, the, we're gonna do alphabet soup here, sorry for a second. Uh, at the annual town meeting, which is on May 2nd, um, the SBC warrant article, the school building committee warrant article bylaw an appointment of the SBC, those will be the next steps after this. So tonight we will put forth a vote for the to submit the SOI, then uh, either, I think it's the 19th. 19th. Yeah, they put that on the agenda for the 19th. The selectmen will also vote on the SOI and then we will submit it on April uh, 29th. Yeah. Just how that if it goes through, yes. If it goes through. So um, that is the process around that. Does anybody else have any thoughts about what we do as next steps? Aside from that, like what what we feel is important, I would still like to be able to have an independent collection of data. But mm -hmm. at this point, we're like I'm banging my head because nobody. It's like the hot potato. Everybody thinks it's a great idea, and nobody knows who's going to pay for it and, yeah. and who's going to do it. Yeah. So it may end up being that the SBC has to kind of move forward, knowing that this is something that's important to both groups right. and to the town. But they got to do it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that sounds reasonable. Yeah. yeah. It's their, you know, at that point it becomes their their yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we do education going forth, but we can't, we are not a building committee. Right. Um, as much as people seem to think that the school committee builds the school, yeah. we build the educational plan, <clears throat> town builds the school. Right. So 
Um, anything you would like to say right now? We're talking about the SOI, talking about future financing. So I, I, you know, just from my perspective, it really is your decision as a committee and the board of selectmen. So. Mm -hmm. It's up to you folks. So if you decide to tonight and the board selectmen decide to do it on the 19th, then I'll happily submit that, you know, on the 29th. If one or both don't, that's fine too. We'll just work out, you know, we'll go through without them from SBA. So I'm, I'm finding the way. I want to get a project going and get it done. I mean, that's what we need to do. So however people want to do it. But I did want to share, I know I put in your your packets, um, just a, a memo around the Tisbury model we've heard so much about. Mm -hmm. uh, if I could share that, Madam Chair, just to Absolutely. kind of read it. So. Um, after, after hearing so much about how Tisbury could be a model for Medfield to follow in order to replace and or repair the Dale Street School, I decided to reach out to a town official from Tisbury and, and learn more about how the Tisbury model could help us. Tisbury, like Medfield, went through the entire MSBA process and their project failed when it was brought to their community for a ballot vote. Tisbury project was designed to build a new school adjacent to the existing building. This allowed the students to stay in the old building during construction, thus providing swing space. Once the project was completed, the old building would be demolished. The availability of swing space is an important point to remember, as it was also discussed at special town meeting in November with the Newton example that was shared. Unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of, of swing space as confirmed by the Warrant Committee prior to special town meeting last November. This creates a huge expense for Medfield when considering renovation project instead of building a new school. But these are the important facts that I learned through my conversations with a town official. And it, it really gives you a timeline of you know what what Tisbury was and how it went. You know how it went down. So in 2018, the total project cost to build a new school was 46.6 million. That was through the MSBA program. MSBA reimbursement to the town was 14.6 million, with the total cost of the cost of the town at 32 million. So 32 million new school. In 2021, after their own analysis, Tisbury decided it was more prudent to, to self-fund their project. So the town voted to renovate the old building. The town appropriated 55 million, not 60 million, as was reported locally, to renovate uh, to renovate the building. So essentially, they're going to spend 23 million more to renovate a building. The town is also spending several million dollars on modular classrooms to house students during the construction because they don't have a swing space. Projected shovel in the ground was 122, and now full construction is slated to begin in the fall of 2022. So they're already behind schedule. And a modular classroom school is going to be built, and I put in quotes on the memo, hopefully opening in 922 because they haven't got the modules on the island yet. Um, expected total cost of the town with inflation, again in quotes, will be closer to 70 million for a renovation of an old school, again, not a new school. The Tisbury model would cost taxpayers double the failed project, and Tisbury received zero dollars MSBA reimbursement. This entire process began in 2012, and four years from deciding to go it alone. It's, it will take four years from the time they decided to go alone to the first shovel in the ground. So when I inquired if Medfield should use the Tisbury, Tisbury as a model for our project, the town official replied, this isn't a model for anything. Maybe to save an exterior of an old building, but that's about it. So I just, I offer this memo as factual information to provide clarity and details about a model that continues to surface as a potential path for Medfield. So I just want to share that with you and the community, because I know that's been kind of pushed at us a little bit less. Can I ask one quick question? Sure. Um, so it says in here that in, it looks like, when did they decide to self-fund and when did they vote down the MSBA? That's what I'm trying to uh, 2018. Okay. And then 2021 was their decision to self-fund. Okay, so until they actually get their school, it's gonna be closer to seven years? Give or take. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And cost double. Right, okay. 
for renovation on a new school. Correct. Right. Okay. I've looked into that as well. And it, it actually, the really painful thing about this is that um, Tisbury is one of the most underserved communities in the state. Um, if you look at the level of student poverty. Um, and while it is, you know, it's, we think of, of Martha's Vineyard as uh, a place that people go on vacation. It is not necessarily that for everybody, not all the children. And the fact that, um, and I've just, I've been looking at this for a year, just sad about it, frankly. But, but we are not Tisbury. And um, I think that- Actually we can sad for the kids on. because it lost by 26 votes at the ballot. So I mean, that's, they have a new school, you know, in a few years and now they're going to have a renovated school double the cost in seven years. So. Yeah. Unfortunately. But we can uh, take lessons learned. Hopefully. All right. So the next thing I'm going to bring up is uh, the language for a statement of interest vote because the MSBA has very specific in, uh, language around that. And I want to read it out loud and then I will take public input and then I will read it out loud again and ask somebody to make a motion for or against. Okay. Um, because I think it's important that we understand what we're voting on. The SOI is something that we can submit. Uh, the MSBA tells us we have no obligation to take this money, that we may take it or enter the program if we are invited. And they tell us that they have no obligation. It is simply a letter of interest. But I'm going to read the entire thing because uh, it does get very state language heavy. Okay. So the, the vote would be uh, essentially resolution resolved having convened in an open meeting on April 14th, 2022, prior to the SOI submission closing date, the School Committee of Medfield, in accordance with its charter, bylaws, and ordinances, has voted to authorize the superintendent to submit to the Massachusetts School Building Authority the Statement of Interest form, dated April 29, 2022, for the Dale Street School, located at 45 Adams Street, Medfield, Massachusetts which describes and explains the following deficiencies and the priority categories for which an application may be submitted to the, MA, to the Massachusetts School Building Authority in the future. Replacement, renovation, or modernization of school facility systems, such as roofs, windows, boilers, heating and ventilation systems, to increase energy conservation and decrease energy-related costs in a school facility. Replacement of or addition to obsolete buildings in order to provide a full range of programs consistent with state and approved local requirements. And hereby further specifically acknowledges that by submitting the statement of interest form, the Massachusetts School Building Authority in no way guarantees the acceptance or the approval of an application, the awarding of a grant or any other funding commitment from the Massachusetts School Building Authority or commits the town of Medfield to filing an application for funding with the Massachusetts School Building Authority. So is that that's clear enough in the, the legalese that we are not obligated 
should we be invited into the program in December? Yeah. Although I do think it is fiscally responsible to certainly consider. I agree 100%. Given that we are going to have, if if we are blessed enough to actually have that option one way or another, to very much consider that option because we are already looking at astronomical uh, inflation right now over last year. I think in Massachusetts, we're at seven point something. The rest of the country, it's at eight for cost of living just within the last year. Yeah. So we are, and last year was not getting any cheaper and steel was not getting any cheaper. We are going to be paying, no matter what we do, if we were to spend the same amount of money, we'd be paying for much less project. Mm -hmm. If we spend double the money, we might get maybe some other project. I don't know how to project that, but I do know that time is of the essence and financial responsibility is of the essence. So that is my feeling. Uh, would you guys like to think about that at all before I call for a public? Thing? Yeah, I would just say, I mean, I think, again, when we're talking about some of the themes, cost tends to be one of the, definitely the prevalent themes anytime you're talking to anybody. Well, we, well, we always can't find consensus on why people felt that it didn't work out. Cost always comes up again. Um, I feel like our residents have very real concerns around cost. Mm -hmm. And I feel like our goal right now should be continuing to listen and learn from the residents, but also working towards setting up the town and the future SBC for, for success. Yes. And as you said, I think it's the fiscally responsible thing to do is to make sure we're giving them options that allow them to offset that cost. I just feel like at this juncture in time, we need to be making sure we're keeping as many paths and roads open for everybody to help us get to school. So. You know, I mean, you I've expressed this a million times. Yes. So I think we'd be foolish yes. to pass up this opportunity. Yeah. Um, with that, do I have public input? Oh, all right. Uh, approach the podium and give us your name and your address, and then you have your three minutes. Okay. So Catherine Clark, 115 South Street. Um, thank you for all your. Um, Thoughts that you were sharing, I totally agree with very much all of what you were saying in the sense that I think we have a moment to come together. I did not sit in, um, I was virtual for your um, meeting and, uh, with the joint session and I really appreciate it. It seemed like we have a great spirit about people to come together and that's something I'm definitely for as well. Um, but for my quick three minutes, I'll try to talk super, super fast. I'm gonna, I know you can't answer questions but I'm throwing some out, knowing you can't answer. Um, so I guess my thing, and I liked what you said, Jess, about measured speed. And so I know time is of the essence and I, and I'm coming here saying very novice, not trying to sound like I know, right. I'm just kind of coming at it more from like a town's person, like lay person perspective. Um, but I think that for me, sort of, you were talking about the data points, like a buy-in this right now for, for me, and I'm only speaking for myself would be a buy-in moment. In terms of, I'm not anti, for or against MSBA, but I think to have the data, like a little bit of like a, is there a pro, would it make sense for, it makes sense for me to have sort of like a pro and con list, just like a flushed out things that we might not be able to answer, you know, we don't, we're not omnipotent on this, but things that we can maybe flush out before we, I know we're in a crunch, so I totally appreciate that. But is there's things that we can maybe flush out? So like the things that are going on in like townspeople's mind. And for me, um, like looking at that data would be an important 
piece, not for me to, to make, I'm not voting on it, but just so we have it as record. Um, so like things like, we don't know what MSB will, MSBA will do. And I do appreciate you bringing up the tin, Tisbury, that, um, Dr. Marsden, because they didn't, I, and I don't know this, but it, maybe they didn't go back into MSBA. They kind of just said, you know what, forget it. We're going to do it on our own. So we're kind of doing something a little bit unique, which is could be really great. But my concern is, or not a concern, but we don't know that process, right? Like what if we get back into MSBA and then they say another two to four years and we could have, I don't, I don't know any, I'm just, I'm not trying to say I know the exact time frame, but I'm just saying there's a little bit more gray than like 40 seconds. Okay. Oh, shoot. Oh yeah, man. For your most okay. Point. All right. Um, I think we're like one of the things that I would love to see is SBC maybe taking a stab at this after, because I'm wondering, and I don't know the S what after they're formed to go in on it, just so we can just say pause, like not, I know, I know it would mean less time, but I don't know. I think that there could be some like ramification, are there ramifications if we go into the SOI now and then we say no thanks. Okay. Thank you for your time. I'm sorry. I, didn't. <laughs> I wasn't. As clear as I go. Oh, nope. I understand. Your okay. Work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, okay. So, uh, does the rest of the committee feel as though they could bring this up for a vote at this point and yes. feel as they were making an informed decision? Yes. Okay. So, um, again, I will read this very long motion and I appreciate you. Uh, <clears throat> tolerating that. Uh, so, do I hear a motion to approve the following resolution? Right. Resolved. Having convened in an open meeting on April 14th, 2022, prior to the SOA submission closing date. SOI. SOI. Thank you. Submission closing date. The School Committee of Medfield, in accordance with its charter, bylaws, and ordinances, has voted to authorize the superintendent to submit to the Massachusetts School Building Authority the Statement of Interest form, dated April 29, 2022, for the Dale Street School, located at 45 Adams Street, Medfield, Massachusetts, which describes and explains the following deficiencies in the priority categories for which an application may be submitted to the Massachusetts School Building Authority in the future. And then, replacement, renovation, or modernization of school facility systems, such as roofs, windows, boilers, heating and ventilation systems, to increase energy conservation and decrease energy-related costs in a school facility. Replacement of, or addition, to obsolete buildings in order to provide a full range of programs consistent with state and approved local requirements, and hereby further specifically acknowledges that by submitting this statement of interest form, the Massachusetts School Building Authority in no way guarantees the acceptance or the approval of an application, the awarding of a grant or any other funding commitment from the Massachusetts School Building Authority, or commits the town of Medfield to filing an application for funding with the Massachusetts School Building Authority. Do I hear a motion to approve? So moved, Anna Mae. Do I hear a second? Second. 
Second, Michelle Kirkby. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Okay. So three ayes and the motion passes unanimously. So thank you very much. Is there any other discussion we want to have on this discussion item right now? No? Okay. It's up to the selectmen. Yeah. All right. Um, it's up to the selectmen. We will submit that to them. They have uh, language that is essentially exactly the same, except it says selectmen. So if they vote no or they don't have a majority, then it's, it's dead. It's we dead. don't do an SOL. Yeah. And we Their really choice. won't know this until December. So hopefully the SBC at that point will be up and running and be able to make a more informed decision about whether they would choose to accept it if we were even able right. to take uh, to be invited into the program. So okay. The next is the former Medfield State Hospital update and a discussion around kind of what's going on there. Um, Jeff, do you want to talk a little bit about our, our meeting? Sure. So um, Jess and I were able to meet with two members of the redevelopment committee and um, town officials this week and, and just kind of go over, you know, what, what the plans are for the special town meeting they're going to have. And then, you know, try to get our input of how the impact is going to, what the impact is going to be in the school department and the school. So I think it was our first meeting together to go over that. Uh, I know that Jess had a couple of emails back and forth before that, but um, we probably need to spend a little bit more time with them on really getting some really uh, clear data on what the impact's going to be for the school. So on our end, what we're going to do is work with NESDEC to see if NESDEC can do a, a projection on what worst case scenario, 34 three-bedroom apartments, what that does in terms of our enrollment versus the 11 that's there now, because there's some discrepancy in whether the state is going to make them do 34 instead of the 11 because they're receiving um, funding from the state historical funding or something. It's historical. State. And then yeah. uh, also whether it uh, fulfills our OBB um, obligations. So we need to get that information to really give a really, to get understand what the impact's going to be. I think what that initial um, analysis was that they gave us, uh, which is from July of 2021, um, you know, talks about a financial impact of around three or $400,000, which, which, which we thought was a little hinky. It, it could be a little higher. I mean, based yeah. on, you know, the number of students. So I mean, I think we're looking at teachers, a bus, all kinds of different things that um, would impact that. So once we get the real numbers and we get to see what worst case scenario will look like, um, we'll be able to work with them again to kind of read, to run this again and see what the impact's going to be. Um, I think the timeline was an important discussion too, looking at uh, 2025 as potentially opening. And the one critical piece that we need to know is it going to be rolling admissions in terms of folks going in there, right? Because when park opened up, um, when one section was done, people moved in, we got kids, and it was just ongoing. So incorporate we, them instead of having. Right. So we just need to know if it's going to be all the kids coming in in 2025, or we're going to have students that come in on a rolling basis, which it's fine either way. We just want to know. So I think that was an important data point that we know. But I think we're going to get together again soon. And yeah, and as soon on. as we get the uh, kind of the NESDEC, the NESDEC and I know that. Uh, the, the town officials, Nick and, and the uh, development committee are going to meet with Trinity again. Mm -hmm. So Trinity is, a lot of people are kind of starting to ask me about this, <laughs> um, which is funny, but uh, to kind of put it in a nutshell, uh, Trinity is proposing uh, to reuse all of the buildings, the historic buildings, you know, so like the cafeteria would be gone, there's another laundry building, is that? The bakery food service building. Yeah. We demolished. Um, so the machine shop. Right. Um, so 
they would use the historic buildings. The town is planning on keeping the arboretum and the cottages or are there future developments or something, you know, they haven't decided yet, but they're keeping that plot. Um, so Trinity is proposing 334 units of housing of rental housing, 25% of which would be um, affordable, 75% would be market rate. Um, and anybody who's been following kind of uh, Medfield's struggles over time to maintain affordable housing to the extent that needs to, uh, without having them friendly developers come in, um, that all 30, 334 of those units would count toward our kind of allotment, you know, 10% of affordable housing within the town. So it would put the town in a really pretty good position kind of going forward um, for the foreseeable future around being able to manage that part of kind of development. At the same time, I'm not sure how much more development more there is around here, but, um, you know, it, there's a lot of, um, there are people who, who are saying, you know, it's, well, they want to give us $2 million for the land, but they would also be putting the infrastructure into that land, which is a right. really significant expense. Um, and that is probably should be figured to some extent within the purchase price. I think that what our concern really is, is that uh, if you have, the more three bedrooms you have, the more kids you have, and that's okay. We like kids, we serve them, and even two bedrooms, right? And that's, but can we get, can we make this happen in a way that we don't all of a sudden massively overload our, our younger elementary? Because, I mean, obviously as the conversation that we just had, um, when the MSBA gave us those initial numbers and the NASDAQ gave us those initial numbers where we had to base our populations on for the last um, project, because the Medfield Town Hospital was not yet permitted for any of those, and still isn't, we're asking NASDAQ to give us right. kind of round numbers. Right. Um, but this is the first time that we can figure in what impact the hospital will have on our schools. So we may, in the end, be looking at a full school because they say, oh my God, there's you know, like, we don't know right now. And so it does lend a certain unfortunate air again, but it's just something that we have to take into account that we could actually be looking at either the same population numbers that we thought were too high or larger. And, um, and are those people who come to Medfield and move into the market rate housing because they are waiting to be able to buy? Yeah. Right. Families who wait to be able to buy yeah. have younger kids, right. right? So all of a sudden we have that elementary bubble again, yeah. which makes it that much more urgent <clears throat> that we really look at our options as quickly as we can. Sorry, you said it's 34 three bedrooms? That's the worst case scenario. Okay. So they may be forced into that for the state. Okay. Um, I think right now it's 11. Okay. I, yeah. I think it's 11 now. And there's something about it's uh, given that the hospital itself is, those buildings were never meant to be multifamily right. or apartment. Yeah. You know, the buildings themselves were built to be single rooms yeah. with common right. areas. And being 100 plus years old, they are also not the most 
easy things to kind of reconfigure. So, um, so you know, like two bedroom, three bedrooms are that's about as much as you're going to get yeah. out of it. Nobody is looking at like, oh, we could make condos and townhouses. Right. It's you know, it's going to be kind of obviously Trinity does this and does this well and does it all the time. Mm -hmm. That's why they come in and they feel like they can make a profit off of this. Yeah, but um, but they're going to be you know apartments for people who want to move into a great school district. Yeah, which they will. It's just we hope we can keep it that way. So the good, the good thing for us is that NASDAQ has done this for lots of communities because right. this is happening everywhere with this development going on, apartments going in, just all around us. You look, you drive on 109 Midway's kind of development there. Walpole's had a bunch the last few years. So they'll be able to give us a pretty good assessment of where how many kids they think. And and they're they're really good. I mean, yeah. their numbers have been dead on for as long as I've been here. You know? And the other thing is just, you know, like we can absorb. Mm -hmm. some number of kids across the district. So I think our real concern is whether we get hit with a couple of classes that are so big that completely swamp. Yeah, you just don't know. If, everyone, if, if 30, 40, 50 kids come in kindergarten, then that's a problem, right? Yeah. But if it's spread out among 12 grades or 13 grades, then that's less of a problem. So mm -hmm. You just have to, and you can't predict that, but at least they'll give us a pretty good assessment. So we just uh, we just keep an eye on it, but uh, there will be a special town meeting in June, and at that point, um, that will be the town allowing for the selectmen to enter into negotiations for the sale. Is that correct? It's not that we're actually handing the keys that day; it's that it's that additional. Correct. correct yeah. yeah. So it would be uh, it's kind of like signing a purchase and sale a little bit, yeah. and that if you pull out of that purchase and sale, you're and you know, you're making a significant decision. Yeah. Um, but no, no doors closed exactly, I think. Do you have a date on that special time meeting? Oh, <laughs> for June 21st. <laughs> Which would also be the last day of school of the half day after yeah. the three-day weekend. Yeah. Which is also uh, I think I can chalk up as the single least popular day to have the last day of school and may proved to be the least popular day to have a special town meeting. Hmm. I, I, yeah. Yeah, it's not definite yet, but that's yeah. expensive. So, you know, as they say at Easter, stay awake. Um, okay, uh, I do not, I'm not going to call for public comment because there is no public no one's here. here. Yeah. And, the definition of insanity is just talking to yourself to an ins uh, well, one of the few. Okay. Um, so at this point, uh, we are on our wrap up session. We don't have any other agenda items today, unless I forgot one. Right, no, there's no okay. donations. Thanks, there are no donations, so we will not be uh, doing that. So the next thing is informational items. So in your materials, you have the uh, annual reports for both Accept and Tech, which they give uh, to us right around this time each year. Uh, from the previous year so if you go through that if you have any questions let me know but as you know i serve on the board of both of those they're very they're very supportive of our district um they save us money they're great special ed they're, they're great we do a lot of so. uh continuing ed tech does a huge amount of continuing ed for our, uh, and bulk buying and, right? and owen works with tech on student data privacy which is really which is huge been great and saved us a lot of money with that with that as well so there are you know just organizations that are set up to to be able to 
to allow schools to be able to do the things that they need to do and have the buying power that they wouldn't ordinarily get to. Also in your informational items, just some public records and open meeting law requests that we've gotten um, since our last meeting. Michael, Michael now is his new job. How many hours do you think you spent this, this week or so? I think this week was about 10 hours. About 10 hours this week doing that. So that information is is in your packet. And, a quarter of your time if you're working a 40 hour Yeah, I think you're working more, but <laughs> a quarter of your time. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, even if Michael is the one who receives it and has to gather it, it's also all yeah. of us who also then have to provide it, look through our emails, look through, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of, you know, blanket requests and stuff. It's all, it's all public record. There's nothing to be hidden around it. It's just some of it's fairly mundane. Some of it's really informative. Yeah. So, um, okay. Uh, so that's all I have for Is that all you have? Does anybody yeah. else have informational items? Anything aside from welcoming Michelle? Welcome, Michelle. Oh, thank Welcome, you. Michelle. Is yes. very uh, happy to be here. Yes. And particularly psyched for our seniors. We, you know, we have the fashion show um, on the second. So that season is beginning and it's very exciting for our seniors and their families. Sure yeah, and especially great. these post-COVID years, we haven't had fashion show since 2019. So and I love they wore their own fashions. Yeah, no, it was I awesome. mean that's almost the oh, best right, right, right. part of the whole thing. It's yeah. like not even going to another place and like you know trying to. It's like the authenticity and the fun yeah. of finding you know like something you feel you know. It's yeah, I just love that part. Um, the, the other thing I forgot to mention was in your uh, informational materials. Um, I was asked over the weekend to share this with you folks. Um, it was a email that was written by Chris McHugh Potts that she sent to the legislative leaders for Medfield. Um, so she sent this to Senator Feeney, Representative Dooley, Representative Garlic. Um, it's key questions and all kinds of stuff. So I, I and some attachments as well. So she had asked both um, Christine Crewell and I to pass along to our board. So. It's in your informational item as well. Okay. All right. Um, so, although this is a fairly brief meeting, in fact, I think the shortest in two and a half years, and I'm, I'm working it, man, I'm working it. Um, we do have quite a, a big meeting on the 19th. And actually, if I remember correctly, we have uh, Dr. Morrison and Anna May and I have uh, negotiations right up till seven. So, we'll be we do. putting away the pizza to <laughs> put away our dinner and then running over here um, which may mean that we need to have uh schedule an executive session before you know like on a separate time i wouldn't do it after yeah yeah, yeah because yeah, we're going to yeah, make yeah. ourselves notes i mean there's only so much we can we can you're do right you're right think yeah. at that point i i, I can't yeah. do four to whenever you're right you're right yeah. well, obviously we know by nine o'clock uh not exactly thinking anymore okay so however on may 19th um the masc is going to come on in and do an open meeting uh school committee roles and responsibilities workshop we have a new old representative um, from masc it's jim yeah do you remember jim harding, uh, harding. oh Sorry, yes. I just came with a cross update for my daughter's game. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. And you can do that. Yeah. That's fine. Half time. She Half time. She's doing well. They're winning. 
Um, and uh, so we'll be doing that, which is part of kind of, I thought that it would be good to bring the MASC in because I think that so often nobody knows kind of what the school committee does. And it's a good time to reiterate that since, you know, this is a year in which uh, there were two openings. And I also think that it's good for the community to be able to see on tape if they need to refer back to what it is that our actual roles are. Because I think that we're, we're a pretty active board, more active, I think, than a lot of other communities. And so we end up also then becoming kind of a catch-all for things in which we try to respond to. But let's kind of level set about what the roles and responsibilities are and then kind of get feedback from ourselves and kind of where where we want to go because I think this sets us up pretty well for workshops around goal setting over the summer and policy work yeah. as well. So and then we just have kind of a everybody knows what we're all supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Also on May 19th, we will have the annual school choice public hearing. Uh, and the student advisory follow-up on the evaluation of attitudes and access to mental wellness services in the high school. So they came in and did a full presentation in the fall. Um, I will be meeting with them again and with uh, Mrs. Hagen, and we'll kind of go back, look, see what was open, you know, kind of what open questions we had. And then, you know, they'll be able to give us their input and kind of give us that gift of being able to figure out you know, from that student level, mm -hmm. where it is that we need to target our resources a little better. Um, we will also, if necessary, either revote or dissolve uh, school committee subcommittees since uh, we have had membership change and there are some things that, you know, we're not doing right now. And um, I have some thoughts about that. Um, and then potentially the health advisory update, though that's feeling more and more like a June meeting all the time. Um, and it may be uh, that also the they hospital they development. Day. I mean, they they, had a they meeting, have a meeting scheduled. Do they have them this week or they have them come back? So okay. it'll work fine. And um, I think we might invite uh, the hospital development committee, redevelopment committee right. in mm -hmm. uh, on that first meeting in June. So that they can have a conversation yeah. with us before Great a special town meeting. Right. Um, and I have been pushing off uh, meeting Sullivan, and though not intentionally, it's just like that's busy. Uh, so I'd like to see her in June about sustainable head that she's been wanting to present. So, um, and then we'll continue policy manual updates, um, particularly during the summer. I was thinking we could use some of our workshop time to really cram through some of those and break up our time. How many meetings do we have in June? Uh, we always have one. We officially have, we always plan to perhaps have one. Yeah, I think we at can. the end. Maybe I'm not. The last one sometimes is canceled if we don't yeah. have it. It's been yeah. so long since we didn't have anything to do. So, when are we going to have like MCPE, PTOs, MMA, that kind of thing? I'm just kind of keep that recap. I think because they don't. We have the second and 16th years. schedule. Yeah. Okay. So, maybe the 16th. But I'm sure I can maybe split them up. There's someone the second, someone the 16th, maybe, yeah. or we'll see what the, the second brings. I mean, we might have enough time for. Yeah, I personally loved like the to to see all that they do. It's great. You yeah, know, it's that, that so to piece them out to me seems 
just doesn't give the the you know the the robust contributions they give to our school system. So that's why yeah, I all very appreciated. Yeah. So we'll try to figure out whether that ends up being the second sure, or the sixteenth. Sure. sure. As long Duly as we don't, noted. As long as we don't, you know, cancel the sixteenth and then they don't come. Well, know, then we don't have that. I wouldn't make that. I wouldn't yeah. let that happen. All right. Very good. Thank you. Um, no, I'm socializing more, so this is what I did. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Ah. So um, our next meeting is currently scheduled for Monday, May third, twenty twenty two. May second. May second. Third, should be second. You know something? I actually corrected that, thinking that I was wrong. Yeah. Anyway, our uh, currently scheduled for Monday, May second, immediately before annual town meeting, um, and we'll uh, post that. I think that we will find that necessary to hold. Mm -hmm. And uh, May nineteenth will be our next regular meeting. And with that, do I hear a motion to adjourn? So moved. And do I hear a second? Second. And all in favor? Aye. Aye. The motion passes. The meeting is adjourned at 8.01 p.m. Hallelujah. A great vacation. Everyone. I cannot imagine. Thank you. And thank you for anybody who hung in there.